Welcome to New Destiny Christian Center's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio. If you want to find more information about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com. Ladies, let's just face it. If you're not going to nurture your own soul and speak truth to you every day about your identity, who is? Social media? Right? So you, you've got to like be very active in ministering to your own soul of who he said you were and who he created you to be. So we know that in creation, that woman was already in man. Eve was already in Adam. Her purpose, her identity, everything was in her. And with the fall of man came what we see today, the battle of the sexes. We see misogyny. We see hardcore feminism. And that is completely opposite of what scripture has said. But if you'll also look at some of the traditional roles, for the most part, women have been viewed as what? Less, second rate, in other com- uh, countries' uh, property. Uh, when we were in Israel and when we were in Ethiopia, um, it was crowded. You know, they don't have lines in other countries. You know? um, a man in uh, Ethiopia grabbed Lisa and just threw her to the ground out of his way. And she got up all North Philly. I'm like, we're not in America. <laughs> There's Muslims everywhere. They will kill us. Stop. <laughs> and she was like, she got up fighting that. And then when we were in Israel, the same thing <laughs> happened to her. Because in that mindset in the Middle East, now mind you, they don't know she's my daughter, but they didn't touch me. Because the mindset in the Middle East is women are property. They're elevated just a little above animals. And so... Assuming that she's from there because she has a very international look, they just threw her to the ground. And, and, and it makes you mad. It makes you enraged because what it is is somebody doesn't see the value. And so it is an absolute lie, and I will say it has often been perpetrated in the body of Christ that women are less. We're the only country still in the world that has not liberated women to ministry. I mean, people say that I'm a devil because I do what I do. And I'm like, they should have seen me when I really was a devil. I'm like, Mary Magdalene had seven devils. I'm like, wow, only seven? Good for you. If you're like me, sometimes you've entertained more than seven devils in a week, right? But the thing that makes Jesus so glorious is he steps out of eternity and into time, and he's the first man in the Middle East, in that part of the world, that bestowed dignity upon women. All you have to do is watch his life. If you haven't uh, watched the movie The Chosen, download it for free, watch it. You see how Jesus cares about women. And I'm believing that before my lifetime, before the trumpet, that the church, the body of Jesus Christ is going to get it accurate, that women are not less than, that he doesn't say, Adam is the glory of God, and well, Eve, she's good for sex and babies. No. That's not it at all. But Eve is just as valuable as Adam. It's like saying your right hand has more value than your left hand. They're completely alike, but completely different. And so what I really like about this, and these Greek words, if you go and you study uh, these verses out, you're going to have Ezer Kinetto, and she breaks it out into two to explain what they are in detail. And then Isha, which is what we know that Adam called Eve, because we, he named everything. The Lord God placed him in the garden. He named everything. And when he named Eve, he realized she was part of him because she said, bone of my bone. He says, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. He identified you were in me when they made us. 
And I think it's because it was God's beautiful display. It was the, uh, the exclamation point on creation. And he saved woman for last because the best, what scripture say? What did Jesus say? He who is last is first. You ever hear the saying, uh, save the best for last? Like when you have your, um, your food that you want to eat, not what you're supposed to eat, but what you want to eat. Do you save the broccoli for last or the cake for last? Ooh, this broccoli is my dessert, said no woman ever. But we identify with um, our eyebrows deep into the chocolate, right? And so when I believe when we understand as women who we are, that we can walk around with dignity, and then we can also bestow dignity and honor upon others. All honor is is assigning to somebody heaven's value over them. And so when you see women as a value of who they are, you don't compete, you don't compare. Uh, the women that I know and that I do life with in this room, which is the majority of you and those that are new, welcome. I look at them and I'm like, it's amazing how they do what they do. I can't do what they do, but I can certainly cheer them while they're in their lane running their race. It doesn't deplete me. It doesn't take from me because I can go, wow, that is a woman that God designed. He, the, the way your hair is, your personality, your nose, your hair color, your skin color, all of it, it's beautiful to him because God takes an expression of him and he creates us. Does that make sense? So I just want to look at a few things uh, that are uh, in scripture. I want to focus on the word Ezer, Kineto, and, and Isha. Because this is a clue to what he had in mind when he created you in the garden. And then you can begin to foster this and begin to look at this because it will take you out of everything horrible that's happened. Why? Because you have to know who you are to climb out of. Right? If, who's climbed out of a, a pit or two or three here? I would imagine every woman out of the room. Something happened where you had something in front of you, right? And you had to move toward that thing to leave where you're at to go to where you're uh, your destination is. All right, so we're going to look at strength and strategy. I'm just going to read a couple things to you. First of all, Elohim, that is God in Hebrew, and Yahweh is Lord. Okay, so when she's saying Elohim, and uh, that's referring to God, Yahweh, oftentimes people say that that is the Lord, uh, the Lord Jesus. So that is what that means in the Greek. So she's not making words up there in case you're if you're not familiar with Hebrew and Greek, you would, you know, you could mistake that. So before God took Eve from Adam's side, Adam did need an Ezer Kinetto. All right, it's two words that, when combined, they mean something a lot more than helper. How many of you ever heard um, for the helpmate? Right. But if you don't go study out what that means, you're just like, okay, I'm going to help with the laundry, I'm going to help with the babies, I'm going to help with the. No, it's so much more than that. So we'll talk about Canedo later, but for now, let's look at Ezer. Ezer is the word used for military help. And as Carly said, it's not talking about laundering and all that stuff. But it literally means when God created us, he created within us the ability to help our husbands. And if you're not married and if you're looking for a godly mate, amen, find him in the throne room, pray him in. But this is going to help you to know your identity when you see him. He's not going to define you. He's not going to complete you. You're going to come together, and as you intertwine your fingers together, you, you work together. He's not more than you. You're not more than him. There's a reason that we're not from the foot, right? We're not a doormat. There's a reason we're not from the head. We're not his boss, and we don't control, intimidate, manipulate, all right? You know, 
does say that it's better to dwell with a leaky roof than a nagging wife. <laughs> hey, where's your husband at this morning? Oh, Pastor, he decided to go out to the shed. I don't know why. The roof is leaking. <laughs> well, so when, when God created us, when Yahweh created us, because we know Jesus was a creator, because John says there isn't anything that exists that he didn't exist, that, that he didn't make, he created it, everything. Jesus, Jesus made, he was a creator, the Father thought it up, Jesus created it, and the Holy Spirit blessed it, amen? So he created us to provide, to provide help. Say, I provide help. All right, here's what that means. It means, help means to build up. It unifies and it shields. Do you build up your husband? Do you unify? Do you shield? If you're not married, please don't count yourself out. This is a study on women. For your children or your sisters or your family, do you build up? Do you unify? Do you shield? Here's a good example. I like the way that this is said in the book. Because I've done this and I do this for my husband, so I know that this is a reality. He comes in, right? I'm going to just say he's saying this. I've just fought all day to take this piece of ground from the enemy, and I need somebody to hold it for me so I can go rest half a second and come back to my job. See, as easier, we're supposed to be strength. We're supposed to build, and we're supposed to protect. So when my husband has just had a spiritual um, attack and assault, and when he has, has gained some ground and he needs to go rest for a second, because if you don't rest, you get crazy. You know how y'all get sleep deprived? Nothing looks good. Nothing looks right. You're just like, oh, my God, what's the purpose? What's the point? Rest is a weapon. All right, it's a tool. It's a tool in your arsenal. So sometimes you just need to sleep. You drink some water and wake up, and you're like, oh, okay, I don't want to kill everybody. And I myself don't want to die anymore. It was just you were sleep deprived. But when he goes away and, and, and does that, I need to be able to hold the ground and protect what he's gained while he's resting and not allow the enemy to come in and take ground. But I hold the line, and I push him back, and, I, and I'm there as his helper so he can rest, so he can be built back up, so he can be encouraged. That is what this Hebrew word ezer means. This is what Eve was to be for Adam. This was the original thing of creation. So that's a strength and strategy kind of help. Yahweh designed that when he formed us as women. That's what he designed when he formed us out of, out of man. Does that make sense? Is that completely opposite of everything you've, <laughs> you've heard? Right? Women are subservient. Women are less than. No, you're not less than. If you have a son and a daughter, now, if, you know, I have heard that some people do this, but if you favor a son over a daughter, you need delivered. If you favor a daughter over a son, you need delivered because there are two completely different, and you need to love and bless and honor them. So Adam didn't lose anything. I like that somebody said that. So we could take our place beside him as women. You want a man to function in everything he's supposed to function in, a woman to function in everything she's supposed to function in because of their identity and their giftings. Have you ever looked at your husband and you just knew? Like, mm-mm. Anybody here, you knew the bridge is out. If you can be honest, I'm not going to go tell them. <laughs> you just know. They're making the wrong decision. It's because he's gifted you with perspective. Now, in our 20s, oh, my word, I would tell my husband 
because I have this thing on the inside, right? You can just see, you just know. And I'm also very prophetic, and I'm like, bridges out. I, he just thought he was evil Knievel. Just give it more gas and go. <laughs> and I couldn't stand it because I'm like, I am connected to you. Now I got to crash and burn with you because I'm your rib. About 33, 35, he began to like clue in. And he said, you know what? Anytime you get that thing on the inside, I don't care if I don't agree. I don't care if I can't see. I'm going to listen. And you know, things changed. Why? Not because I was controlling it, because he was coming for me, asking for my perspective, because God gave women that intuition, that perspective. Babe, that's a bad business deal. That guy's a crook. I don't like that guy. Well, why don't you like him? I don't know. I don't like him. That should be enough. And those that are single, believe for a godly mate. When you bring him around church and, and all of us kind of like love you and are protective, if we say, mm, I don't like him, maybe that should be enough. He's so fine. The devil looks good in blue jeans, those tight shirts. Mm-hmm. That was just free. <laughs> the word kinetto, all right, we looked at Ezer. The word kinetto is, means meet or suitable. When you look in your, if you have a King James Version Bible, it'll say meet or suitable. It's used only two times in the Bible in Genesis 2.18 and verse 20, and it's uh, both times referring to the companion Elohim would make for Adam. In other words, it was referring to woman. It was referring to Eve. Its root word, neged, is used elsewhere and usually means against, toward, or opposite. So that definition isn't very helpful in understanding Yahweh's explanation of what he meant, though you do see that since the fall of man. You ever been against? Even if it's not your husband against men? Because of hurt, abuse? Because um, a godly man is the safest thing ever. An ungodly man is one of the most dangerous things ever. And many of us could probably talk a lot about that. So this is a good illustration. Go ahead and look at your hands, the left and the right, if, you, if you're able to. We have moms with babies. They're exactly alike and completely different, all at the same time. So when you look in a mirror, you see your exact image, only the exact opposite. That's what Yahweh was saying as he pronounced his design of the relationship between Adam and Eve or between man and woman for all time. So hold your fingers in front of you and then clasp your hands together, fingers intertwined. That's the picture of how men and women are to fit and work perfectly together. Identical opposites. We are strong, strategic, exactly equal. Say exactly equal. Say it again exactly equal because our country and the, the, the modern day church in America does not believe that women can only do this and then there's a ceiling that is not true in the kingdom that may be our culture in America but that is not kingdom culture so you are exactly equal some of you believe it some of you don't it's okay but you just till the ground all right you this is how you do it this is how you change so that's the picture of how men and women are to fit and work perfectly together. Strong, strategic, exactly equal, exactly the same, and completely different from men. Just like men are completely different from us. Even in everything that's going on right now with all the transgender and all the confusion, that is a demonic strategy from hell to keep people from their true identity. You love, you reach out, you evangelize, but when they get saved, you teach them who they are in Christ. So Adam, he instantly recognized 
and she came forth everything that God had created her to be. So Elohim created Adam and Eve together to rule over the earth. I was revealed at the completion of the physical expression of Yahweh's word when he declared, let us make man in our image. And it says, and they created him in his image. All right, they part one is Adam. Who's they part two? They referring to the Trinity. Hopefully you're following me. Right, so the Trinity, part one of the Trinity's creation was Adam. Part two was Eve because she came secondly. Does that make sense? Are you following me? Okay. So here's the rest of the image. They came together. They were complete. They had anointing and they had purpose. So when he called her Isha, the Bible translates Adam's name for, for uh, Eve as Isha. When he first saw her, that's what it is in the Greek. That literally means, uh, Edekinezer means helper, but there's more to Isha. Isha has been translated into our English language as woman. It speaks to a perspective difference that results in discernment and wisdom. Do you ever see things opposite from the opposite sex? You just don't see it the way they see it? Sometimes I tell my husband, talk to me like I'm in kindergarten and draw me a picture. And he's like, it usually has to do with construction. But I'm like, I just don't see, I, I don't get it. And then when he shows me, then I give him my gift, which is strategic because I see it from a different perspective. And so um, that's by design. It speaks to a perspective difference that results in discernment and wisdom. By calling Isha, Adam declared and confirmed men and women literally see things differently. So you don't have to fight about it. Because he's doing what he was created to do. He sees it his way. You're doing what you were created to do. You see it your way. But if the hands aren't intertwined, that usually brings conflict. Is right always worth being right? Even when you're right, sometimes I'm like, it just is not worth it. And then when they come back and tell you, try hard not to smirk. <laughs> Kia, you don't do that well, do you? She's already laughing. So with Adam affirmed he recognized that Eve was part of him, exactly the same but completely different from him in form and perspective, and who would walk by his side to build, to protect, to unify, and to sustain life. And so I wanted to, I mean, we all know about the supreme stupidity of, of the whole thing, right? Right? Um, anybody here been supremely stupid once or twice? And we thank God for Jesus. We thank God for redemption. I love the way that, um, you know, that the author kind of walks through it because, if you think about it, all of a sudden, you just couldn't feel God, that he wasn't there. The very thing we strive and the presence we strive to get into because of this flesh and the carnality in this world, she just knew she had. It literally was heaven on earth. That's what Eden was. And he was so merciful, he drove them from the garden, not because... He was punishing them or because he was mad at them. It was so we would not be eternally damned if we ate of the tree of life. We would be eternally immortal and we could never be redeemed. So in his mercy, he drove them out of the garden so he could keep a chance alive that we would be redeemed. And I know we look at Jesus and we go, oh, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you. But have you ever considered just for a moment, what if Jesus didn't make it? He had this flesh suit on. 
What if he did call for those legion of angels to deliver him? What if he didn't get it done? We would be eternally damned. That's why I love Jesus so much. And I love how she came to the end, you know, and she basically says, yes, the serpent tripped me up. But my greatest grandson crushed his earless head. So it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. When you understand your identity, that he calls us up and out of that mess, and he speaks to us who we really are, you can begin to speak to and build your own identity and who you are in Christ, not who your father said you were. And maybe he knew all this and said, you are to be a support, a build, you have a different perspective, you're a protector. Maybe for the most of us, you didn't have that. But now that we know in Scripture, and I encourage you, go get your Bible, and you, you, can, get, you can download apps, and study these words in the Hebrew. Study these words out for yourself, because when you, like, if I'm teaching it, that's one thing. But when you go and you study it and you teach it, the greatest person you can teach it to is who? Yourself. You speak to yourself. You minister. So you are easier, uniquely made to surround, protect, and give aid and bring relief. We will talk about Kyle later, but you're going to like Kyle. Kyle's really cool. It kind of sums it all up, and um, we'll do that. But I want, I want to um, say these last things together, okay? All right, so Ezer um, and Kaneto, Isha, all right, the, that, other Greek, that other Hebrew word is Kyle. But it says, you are Ezer, uniquely made to surround, protect, give aid, and bring relief. All right, you are uniquely made for that. It's been many, many years of walking together, obviously, with my husband, but we flow really well in this because I know his roles. He knows my role. And we don't compare and we don't compete with one another. I let him do what he does. He allows me to do what I do, which that is, you know, very, very rare and unique in a man. So I honor my husband a thousand times over for that uh, because... We've been in very um, strong fellowships and organizations that, you know, men would take him aside and say, get your wife under control. That's funny, right, Miss Marie? He already walked me to hell and back and healed me of all kinds of stuff. You know what pastor said? <laughs> and he walked off. He's just not threatened by things that typically threaten most people. Doesn't have a need to defend himself. Doesn't have it. Why? Because he knows who he is. And that's probably the one thing that I've always honored about him. If you've seen him publicly, you have seen him privately. You know, me, it takes me to 11 o'clock to get going. But he's chipper like that in the morning. It's just, it's, it's crazy. But we have learned how to flow like this with hands intertwined. He understands my perspective and that, that I do have some strategy and that I, I, I can protect and I can watch his back while he's got to rest. He understands my unique anointing and expression because of this. And, and because that anointing is on this house, that can flow to you. Because I have a passion and a burden to see women. I really like the Kyle part of the whole thing, and you'll see why. If you want to cheat and go ahead and study it, get your own revelation even better, go for it. Uh, because my vision for Epic Women is to get women healed up of their identity and to give, make them, help them to be confident to walk in that identity, to hold their head up. With a thousand people could say, you're not allowed to do that. But when the anointing and the presence, that Elohim, you know, you're doing what you were created to do, you don't care what the critics say. You're able to stand and be bold because 
what's happening in our society, I believe, is that we need to awaken the Deborahs. We need to awaken the Ruths, the Naomi's. We have got to begin to, to make a difference and, and realize another month being the same. No, understanding we can change this month, and next month you can actually be helping someone else because what I am passionate about is learning it myself, teaching others, and then empowering you to go and to teach it because you're going to get to people that I can't ever get to. People are open to you and your gift and who you are. But you know how it is. When the devil assaults your identity, you feel insecure because of everything that happened. I believe there's a way that we can get all that stuff released and broken off of us and then not pick it back up like a comfy sweatshirt, right? And so let's go ahead and if, uh, if you want to, read with me. We're going to start with you are easier, okay? Ready? You are easier, uniquely made to surround, protect, give aid, and relieve. You are connecto, the balance of God's authority in the earth. You are Isha, a woman uniquely designed for wisdom and insight. You are Kyle, a woman created for excellence, full of resources, and ready for anything. Submission to your creator is your freedom. He is your stronghold. You will not be shaken. He is the rock of your strength. Your refuge is in him. Say to your soul, wait in silence for God only. Your hope is from him, and he only is your rock and salvation. Amen. Now, I know in a, in a room full of women this large that, you know, we have all had identity issues, right? You might have had one right before you came. If not, you might have one Wednesday. You know how it is. You know, sometimes we just, it just hits us. But I believe there's a way for freedom and liberty. I'm going um, to, to open up the prayer line. There's a few of us that just want to pray. If you want prayer this morning, we want you to come. If you're not saved, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that great Redeemer who finished the race, says that he endured the suffering because of the joy that was set before him. You are his joy. I am his joy. He said, I got to endure the suffering because I got to get her. I have got to make it through this pain. I'm going to go to hell and take her place. I'm going to receive all the eternal damnation and punishment. So if you're not right with Jesus, it is that simple. You come back. I think probably the saddest thing about the story of Eve, and I've often thought about this before. In fact, they say that there are writings of Eve that are so dark that they don't even recommend that people read them. Um, and John Bevere is actually the one that said that, but just talks about the depth of depression and the despair. And it, like it mentioned, the author mentioned in the book, we've experienced salvation and we get saved and redeemed from. She went backwards. She knew heaven and she left that and went backwards. And we know that there was no redemption until Jesus came. And then I think about the love and mercy of God because how many people, you have a pet at home? You have a pet at home? A pet. Where it said God loved his creation, had to take something that he loved to sacrifice. I mean, I love you, but I'm not going to kill liberty for you. Right? But I was just thinking, I've never even thought about that, that the sorrow that it has caused God from the moment of the fall. But because he so loves us, he does anything to redeem us. And I believe that 
in 2022, uh, if you can picture it this way, get off an elevator, ding, and you walk out. My heart and my prayer is that you walk out in identity and purpose and you begin to go after what is really yours and not be content with the leftovers and the crumbs. Every one of you have the Lord Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. It's time to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. It's time to get people delivered from demons. It's time to do the works of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to prophesy in a way that it brings liberation to people. If the devil bothers you with oppression and you feel depressed, then you need to get up and go find a depressed person and just pray for them. All you got to do is reach out to somebody that's hurting a little more than you. And you know what? He'll leave you alone. Every time you get oppressed or what I used to do, I used to just call somebody randomly and witness to them on the phone. You had the wrong number. No, actually, I meant to call you. <laughs> it's time that we rise up in true identity of who we are. Amen? If you want prayer this morning, if you just want to come up. Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio of New Destiny Christian Center. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com.